George does please feel with Andrew while he gives another amazing speech and I just want to thank you for giving Andrew all the ideas of organising this amazing um, weekend and I, I'm really thankful that I came on the weekend because I got closer to you and closer with new people and I just want to thank you so much and thank Andrew and all the rest of the leaders on behalf of the group. I would just like to thank them all. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, this needs to come off. Right. It's far too warm here. I love that song. Um, I think that song's amazing because it just says completely um, the way things are. And, you know, you need to can we put the words back up. You know, the, I'll stand, but you know, I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned. You know, that's it. When you want to follow Jesus, you need to just say, "Jesus, have it all." You know, take it, take it all. You know, in awe of the One who gave it all, I'll stand. My soul surrender. My soul, Lord, do you surrender? All I am is yours. And guys, if you can say that, and you can say that your soul is surrendered to God, that, that all you have is his, then all this other stuff that we've been talking about this weekend doesn't matter. Because he's got it. He's got it all under control. And the thing is that so many Christians can say that, yeah, I'm going to stand here, God, but you know what? You're not having your way because I'm going to, you need to come through me first. You know? I, when I started out on this journey, I said, yeah, God, come, do it your way, uh, but here's the options, A, B, or C. You know, God, I want to do... can't think off the top of my head now. I want to go this way, but here's the three choices of the way you're going to take me. That doesn't work. You know, God, I want you to help me Stop eating Mars bars, but you're either going to do that by making Mars bars illegal, you're either going to do that by making them taste disgusting. You know, God doesn't work like that. You know, he, he says that it's, 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 it's his way. His way is the best. And you need to stand with your arms high, your heart abandoned, and your soul completely surrendered to him in order to get through to the promises and the glory that he has for you. You know, that video that we've watched several times now, the opening bit is, all the slots of hip for hypocrites are filled. They're all filled. So if you want to be a hypocrite, that's fine. But you're too late because they're already gone. God is looking for disciples and he wants people who are going to follow him, who are going to go out there, who are going to tell people about him. Churches are full of hypocrites. We don't need any more. We need more Jesus followers. We need more people who are going to go out and care about the hurting and the broken, who are going to go out and put their arms around them instead of standing on hand. you see him? You know, he was doing last night. Time is running out, guys. We need to be like that. We need to go and be disciples. We need to, we need to live a life that is making a difference. I'm going to ask you all a simple question. Is your life making a difference? Is the life that you live making a difference to those around you? This weekend we've had some great times with God and we've had lots of tears but that's great you know in John 11:35, which is one of my favorite verses in the Bible it says simply two words 
Jesus wept. And if Jesus did it, then it's pretty okay for us to do it. You know? And that's what we need to remember. You know, Jesus broke down at times too. And, and it, we don't need to try and be the tough guy all the time. You know, we, we can be human and recognize our human emotions. You know, and I, I'm not going to talk for long because God's going to do something instead. Um, yeah. So this is going to be a whirlwind tour. Guys, I'm going to throw loads of Bible verses at you. Wade's going to put them up on the screen because you're never going to get them all in time. But what I would say is, if you've got a notebook and you're taking notes, then write some of these down because these are going to have the power that you need to impact your life. You know, if you're studying for an exam and you want to know all the answers and you want to get there and you want to do well, then you take notes and you take notes and you take notes and you revise and you revise and you revise. But why when we say that we're Christians with our arms high, our hearts abandoned and our souls surrendered to God, why do we not put that same effort in? Why do we go and listen to great messages and go, yeah, wow, Jesus, woo! What did he say? You know, we need to be writing these down. And the first thing that everyone needs to understand comes in Romans 3.23. In Romans 3.23 says that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us. Nobody here can say they're spotless and clean and without sin. Because every single one of us is a sinner. Every single one of us has a past. But every single one of us is made new by the glory that we have in Jesus. If we go on to Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Matthew eleven twenty-eight says, Come to me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This weekend we've talked about some major baggage that's holding people back. But God's saying, Come to me, lay it down at my feet, and I'll take it. You know? He's telling you to do it, he's telling you it's okay to come to him with that. But for so long, instead of that, we want to we want to hold on to that, and we don't want to to let that go, because to us then we feel like we're failing. Again, in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, God says, "I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to give you hope, to give you a future, and to prosper you." Again, he's saying that you don't need to worry because he has the plans for us. He knows what's going on in our lives. Now, if you've got Jesus in your life and you know and you hold on to this truth, then you know that he's already dealt with it. Romans 8.37 says, Yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. If you're telling me that whatever's going on in your life, in your family, in your situation is bigger than God, then you haven't grasped who God is. You haven't grasped the power that comes in the name of Jesus. This is a guy that beat death. 
went down to hell, named every new entry sign he could over the gates, and bounced back to earth. When you become a Christian, Colossians 3.3 tells you exactly what happens. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. It's like we said yesterday, where I go, Jesus goes, because he's in you. And it's up to you to let that out. He is always going to be with you, but it's whether or not you let him guide your steps. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John 8, 32. You will know the truth that comes in Jesus, and it will set you free. On Friday night, we talked about the fear zone and the freedom zone. That scripture will get you from here to here. And studying your Bible will keep you here. It will keep you free. It will help you to know where you're going. Romans 8, 18. It says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So guys, whatever is going on, the Bible is telling you that there's greater things to come. That you can take this and you can stand on it. So many people put more value on their mobile phones, on their iPads, on their chocolate bars than they do in their Bible. They lie in the corner and they don't get used. And that's where we need to change. That's where, if we want to go after and run after God and grasp it and put it in here, like the seed, and let it grow, that we need to get in here. And because of your age, that doesn't matter. Because 1 Timothy 4 verse 12 tells us, don't let anybody look down on you because you're young. But set an example to the believers in faith, love, life, and purity. And if you take that, then you can go and do wonders. I know a five-year-old that used to pray for his brothers and sisters when they were sick because, well, why not? <laughs> was his response. <laughs> you know, because he got it and his brothers and sisters were like, crazy. You know, but he was like, I'm a Christian too, but he was like, no, Jesus will make you well. I want to pray. <laughs> and he would have gone and prayed. The same kid used to get pocket money from his granny and he used to go and he used to separate it and I used to put some up on the mantelpiece and his mummy said to him one day why do you do that? And he says, because that's God's money he had it he knew that what he had needed to be shared at five years old you know because yes we can live a Christian life and we can have Jesus on the inside but we need to be serving you know, we need to be going out and doing stuff for him for telling other people about him you know everything we have comes from God and everything that we have will go back to him in the end. But you need to be careful that, that you aren't so busy serving that you lose that connection with Jesus. A plug is just a plug until you plug it into the wall. It doesn't have any power until you put it into that socket and switch it on. And just like that, until you get plugged in and switched on, you don't have power either. Guys, you've all been empowered this weekend. You've all been dealing with issues. You've all been set free. And now it's, it's, it's time to make a decision. You know, am I... And, and hear me exactly as I mean this here. I'm not going to apologize for this statement. Am I a Christian or am I a Christian? 
Am I a Christian that wants to follow God and actually wants to run after him and lay everything down and walk in the healing and the power and the love and the freedom that comes with Jesus Christ and serve him and go out and tell other people? Or do I want to be a Christian because my mum and dad are telling me that I have to go to church? Do I want to be a Christian because it's what the family do? Do I go to church because I want to be impacted and empowered and learn more and spread this about the world? Or do I go to church because it's easier than sitting at home and getting grief? Where's your heart at? It's time to sort your heart out and, and decide who you're living for. It's time to, to stand up and say, yes, this guy did so much for me. You know, I talked on Friday about all the struggles that I've gone on with. And yes, I know I, I, we made a bit of humour about it. You know, I click my fingers and I pray and I said, God, you'll do it. But there's a lot of persistent prayer goes on behind that. You know, and at times the world does get kicked from under you. And there's so many times, so, so many times when I've been about to give up. You know, like David said, I've had that experience where I've been on the floor going, hello, I can't do this anymore. You know, and I've gone through some really tough stuff. I've still gone out and been praying for stuff, but inside I've been like, God, I really am struggling. And just at the right time, just at the point when you know you're about to break and you can't do it, God steps in. God will take you as far as he knows you can be stretched. And if he hasn't stepped in, it's because he knows you have so much more that you can take. He knows exactly what you can take and he will help you with that. That song that we sang means so much to me. Because on the 26th of May 2010, I realised one of my dreams and I got to go to a Hillsong concert. And I actually got to hear Brian Houston in front of me. And I knew in my heart that I had to go to that night. And I knew that God had something for me. And the whole week up to that, there was a wee group of us that went and we all just, just knew that we had to go. And that was just a nightmare week. It was awful. And I got there and I was just like, it's just a night out. God, I can't do this anymore. And through, whatever, well, through the words that he spoke, something in me just went, you can't give up. You need to stand. But not only that, you need to remember this night. And I said, well, God, you know, how can I do it? And he said, it's simple. You know, the words in the song are saying it. You need to say, God, I'll stand. I need to write that down. And in the front of my Bible, I have it written. The promise that I made to God that night. On the back of the ticket, with the date, to remind me exactly what happened. On the other side, there's a bit of broken wood. that wasn't broken when I got it. But that's to symbolise that no matter what I'm going through, God will always give me a breakthrough. He'll always be with me and help me to stand. And unless you're standing on the word of God, things are going to fade away. Mark 16, 15 to 22 tells us to go into the world. And this is the verse that, that, this is the verse that God called me with. That whenever I was battling, like I talked to you on Friday night, I was going, no, I'm quite happy coming to church and teaching Sunday school, but I don't want it to be 
anything more than that. I, I, I just, that's not me. And God gave me this. Yeah. You know, and, he, and they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. 21. There's no 21. That's totally the wrong verse I've written down there. But yeah, you get the message. <laughs> you know, the, the, it continues on about they will go out and they will do wonders, miracles in my name. They will heal the sick. They will cleanse the lepers. That's what I want to do. And that's what I'm going to do. And I know that. And in here, I know that. In here, my human mind is saying, remember the past? Do you remember that? That could all come back. No, it can't. Because this tells me that what has passed is over. It's over. It's not coming back. You know, I, went, I told you the story about how I had asthma and I went and got prayed for it and it was healed. And, but a year ago, I wasn't feeling well. I went to the doctor and he goes, oh, your asthma's come back. And I think, no, nah, I'm not accepting that. Because I'm not. Why should I? Why, why would I accept that? You know? And there's times where when I get really tired, I will spell stuff so badly because of dyslexia. But I'm like, God, no. You are, you're, you're with me on this. And I'm not accepting that. And it's just a case of standing up and saying, do you know what? When the devil tries to remind you of, your, of stuff that you believe God has changed in you and stuff that you believe that God is, is doing in you, well, you can stand up and say, no, the devil's not taking, taking this away from me. Every Sunday morning before I go up to speak in church, you can't do this. Yeah, I can. And I do it. And I kick the devil in the ass and I don't care. Because he's under my feet. And that's where he's going to stay. And if you let him up to bite at your ankles, you may not think that's very far, but it doesn't take long before he's right up beside you. You need to keep him firmly down under your feet. Because I guarantee you, on the day that you die, you will look at the devil and you will laugh. And you will go, seriously? That is what I let hold me back. Because he's tiny. And he's insignificant. And I can stand here and, and tell you all this stuff because of the work that Jesus has done in me. Because of what he did for me. And I've talked enough. Because God wants to continue to work with you guys. And we're going to show a video. And I'm going to tell you now... It's tough. It's tough to watch. But it gets at home exactly why all of us that have got up and told our stories and all of you guys can get through this.